Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about how you talk negative to your kids and you don't even know it. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about how you are talking negatively to your children, and you don't even know it. See, as parents... As people, we tend to pick up idiosyncrasies of what society is putting out. Right now, we live in a day and age where if I put a post on Facebook about how to get out of your comfort zone, uh, I will get one like. If I put a post about something that's happening in the news that happened just yesterday or today and it's controversial, I'll get a whole thread of discussions because people want to gravitate towards the negative. When we gravitate towards the negative, what happens is we get caught up in that negative terminology. We get caught up in telling people uh, not what to do, but a lot of times what not to do. And then we start getting really comfortable in our everyday terminology and conversations about sharing negative thoughts and negative things that are going on. And then even in our best intentions, because we've been practicing surrounding ourselves with this negative energy, it just becomes a part of us. They say that the six closest people to you are what you become. I actually just listened to a guy's testimonial uh, over the weekend, and he was caught up in drugs, womanizing, partying. Uh, he was functional all this and, and kind of successful, although he admitted that he never had a job or did the same thing any more than three years. But everything he did, he was highly successful until people kind of caught on it and he had to move on. He said a funny thing happened. I started to surround myself, and this is a man who's 20 years sober, and that's why um, he was sharing his, his story, his journey, his testimony. He said, it was funny. I started hanging out with people who made good decisions, and I started making good decisions. I started hanging out with people who were positive. I became positive. So... Not too often do you hear me reference a news article or something like that because they all tend to be negative. If I do, I try to bring a positive or a different spin on it. So today, as uh, somebody posted on Facebook that they got a copy of my book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, uh, bestseller on Amazon, which you get a copy for free. Just pay shipping and handling at bethebaddadyouwishyouhad.com forward slash free book. Somebody got a copy of my book. He put it out there. Somebody else said, oh, I need to get my copy. And I was like, oh, who's this person? And let me just uh, see what they're all about. If they need to get a copy, it was the the terminology 
that I saw. And this is a person that when I clicked on their page, looks like they're doing some amazing things in the community. Uh, just by the pictures, there wasn't a lot on the page. Um, I assume this person is a police officer and run a nonprofit organization. It looks like it's new and it's up and coming. And, 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 and I had a challenge in my own mind with how successful it could be because it has a negative connotation to it. It's called Keep Kids Off the Streets. Now, some of you out there is like, how is that negative? We need to keep our kids off the streets. Um, I'm a big proponent of not focusing. Whatever you focus on expands, right? Think, think about what I just said. If, if you focus on um, losing weight, a lot of times the weight is the focus, right? I, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And you can start exercising. You can start dieting, right? You're gaining some muscle and losing some fat. And muscle weighs more than fat. So you get on a scale and you're doing all the right things, but yet the scale hasn't budged yet because maybe you're toning up some things which weigh more and you're losing the fat, but the scale's not budging. And because you're focused on the weight, you don't think as though you've had a success. So my better thing in the terminology of instead of losing weight, and some people say don't lose it, donate it, because when you donate it, you've given it away and you're probably not getting it back. You lose it. You tend, you tend to want to lose something. You want to find something. So the challenge I have in this is keep our kids off the streets. So where could the kids be if they're not in the streets? Kids say, hey, we want to keep you off the streets. Fantastic. I'm going to go to the club till the wee hours of the night. Hey, I'm off the streets. You said keep me off the streets. Hey, oh man, I wasn't out in the streets. I was, in, I was somewhere um, and it wasn't in the streets. I was having a house party and a house party got out of hand and we were doing a lot of drugs and alcohol and we were underage. But we were off the streets. We were trying to do it in the comfort of our own home. We weren't doing the right things, but... We were doing it off the streets and your kids end up getting arrested. But the parents get arrested for hosting a party like this or kids being unsupervised. They're out of the streets, but now they're in jail. I would much rather hear the terminology of keep kids in the classroom. Doesn't that sound a little bit better? Where do you want your kids to be if they're not on the streets? I want to put my kids in organized sports. I want to put my kids in debate club or chess club. I want to keep my kids busy doing active, proactive things that are going to encourage them and give them the skills to be better human beings. But off the streets is so general. I have a chapter in my book of Be the Dead You Wish You Had where I say, tell kids what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. So many times, kids will be running in the house and a parent will say something to the effect of, don't run in the house. All right. And my kid is, I don't know about yours, but mine would start skipping or he'd start stomping because he wants to get that energy out, right? He had a lot of energy. He's running around the house. But more effective communication would be to tell them what I want them to do, not what I don't want them to do. What I do want them to do is to walk in the house. 
And if your kids start walking in the house, and that's clear, you walk in the house. But to say not to run gives him a whole lot of other options. To say keep the kids off the streets give them a whole lot of other options because the goal of keeping them off the streets, I get it and you get it, but the kids may not get it, is that you want them to be safe and you want them to be doing something productive with that time. So more importantly than keeping them off the streets, what are they gonna do with that time? I was thinking about this. And it may be even more of a bestseller. Maybe I'd sell more copies if the copy of my book read something like this. So it's be the dad you wish you had. But what if it read, I'm not going to be like my father? See, not like your father. Your father could have been an alcoholic. I don't know. Your father could have been absent. Your father could have been uh, an abusive person. But I didn't title my book, I'm Not Gonna Be Like My Father, because I don't know what your father looks like. But it's all-encompassing when I say be the dad you wish you had, because you can define that. But too many men, too many women, for that matter, say, I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be like my father. And because they focus on being like dad or being like mom, even though they put a knot in front. See, kids don't hear don't. And our subconscious doesn't hear I'm not going to be like. They hear I'm going to be like dad. And because you haven't defined something other than being not like them, you haven't specifically said, I'm not, I'm going to be this way in a positive way, your subconscious defaults to being exactly like your parents because you're still focused on your parents. Like I never went in and said, I'm not going to be like my dad. I said, I'm going to be an extremely present dad. Actually, one of my goals when he was first born is that I'm gonna be at 95% of every one of his activities. And to this day, I know the one activity that I've missed. I had a broken ankle. He was in his second season of soccer. He just turned four years old. He had no interest in soccer in season one. Fresh out of surgery, ankle still needing to be up. Um, in immense pain whenever I was out and about, I decided to stay home for his first game. Came home, My wife came home with him, and he was actually scored five goals. And he had missed a couple practices because we were on vacation. And the, the coach said, where did this guy come from? He is awesome. And I was like, "You? what do you mean he was awesome? She's like, he scored five goals. He was all over the field. He was like the man on the soccer field. And that was the one and only event that I've missed. And I regrettably miss it. But my goal isn't to not be like my dad. My goal is to be my own version of what an amazing father looks like. And for me, that's making sure I'm present at all of my kids' events. It means I communicate with them on a daily basis. I tell them every day that I love them. And a lot of those simple, very simple, I, I say it at the beginning of the book, very simple lessons 
but they're not always easy to execute on a consistent basis. And that's what kids need is consistency, reinforcement of this positivity because the world is kicking their asses with negativity. They go to school and they talk about bullying. They go to school and they tell them about, you know, what are we going to do in case of an emergency? And when we were kids or when I was a kid anyway, I don't know how old you are that you're listening to this. You could... But when I was a kid, we had fire drills in case there was a fire. We had hurricane drills in case there was a hurricane or evacuation drills. Nowadays, we have drills if somebody is invading the school and our kids are scared in their learning environments. We have drills and we're talking about bullying assemblies where we didn't have those types of assemblies in the past. So our kids are being surrounded by all this negative stuff that's happening. When in 99.99% of our schools, because there's hundreds of thousands of schools in this country, and we get way too many, but only a few a year that something happens, that epidemic, that one instance that happens every so often, and I want our kids safe, and I think we need to do something about it, but that sends off a chain reaction throughout our system that says, oh, we need to focus on this negative event instead of all the kids that are positive. So listen to your terminology. And I'll, I'll share this last thought is my son's school every year in the summer hosts like a, a welcome committee for the new kindergartners and, and the new parents that may have transferred from other schools. And last year at that event, I happened to be there and being one of the teachers, or t- sorry, one of the parents who had a couple years under their belt, I attended this event to answer any questions to any new parents coming in. And one lady said, I heard that the pickup line and the drop-off line in the morning at this school is horrendous. I said, well, that's, that's interesting you bring that up. And right, it's, it's, it's our, our kids, we have a school that has one exit and one entrance. There's just, there's no thorough way. It's, our school is the dead end of this particular street. There's only one two-lane road coming in that wraps around. You could drop off your kids, and you got to wrap back out and go the other way. And there can be 40 or 50 cars deep dropping off kids, and we have a pretty efficient process. So I said to this woman, I said, what is your goal? And she's like, well, you know, I got to get to work in the morning, and I got this, and I got that. I said, well, that's fantastic. The school's goal with 1,200 kids is to get 1,200 kids in safely and on time. And on the way home, they have 1,200 kids with about four or five different ways that they're being dispersed, whether that's bus, car rider, um, whether they're going to a daycare afterwards, which is a separate uh, group of buses, whether they're going to the after-school program provided by the school, or whether they're going to the after-school program provided by private businesses such as chess club or, or things of that nature. I go, and they need to disperse those 1,200 kids effectively within like a 20-minute period. And my goal, and I don't know about yours, but my goal 
is, is this is the difference between a positive and a negative outlook. My goal is that those kids get home safely every day. So I haven't heard of any incidences in this school where the kids haven't gotten home safely or haven't gotten in this school safely in the last two years that I've been here. And if that takes an extra 10 minutes in a line to make sure that that happens and it happens well every single school day, I think it's okay to sit in the line a little bit longer. There's only one way in and one way out, and there's no better way to do it than what we have. It may take a little time, but it's because of the safety of the children. And she goes, when you put it to me like that, yeah, I want my kids safe. I said, me too. So I don't mind the line. I'm just happy my kids are safe. Listen. Society will bog you down with, oh, I have to wait in line. The news will bog you down with, there was a shooting at a school. The world, if you allow it, will hit you with all this negativity and you will start listening to it. Do yourself and your children a favor. Don't listen to it. Block it out and surround yourself with positive parents. Surround yourself with people who want to uplift the community. And you too will be uplifted. One last thing, my son does go to a public school. Those of us who are extremely involved love our school. Those who are not find reasons to complain day in and day out on the Facebook page, on the PTA website. They go to the school website and you'll see them complaining in the office. But yet they're not doing anything to rectify the problems that they see. When I go into the school, I see nothing but positivity because I am engaged with all of the parents and the teachers who want better for the school. And we're working towards that. You get an option. See, I don't know jack about parenting, but you get the option in your world to make a choice whether that was a negative or a positive. Now to get full circle, our kids off the streets I'm sure is an amazing organization, but it implies some negative things. One, that the streets is a negative thing. That's what we assume. And it applies that we want to get off. I typically want to get into or on things. I don't want to get off of things because when I'm getting off, there's maybe danger. Where do we want our kids? We want them in school. We want them in clubs. We want them in organized sports. We want them in the know. What do we want them in? And let's focus on that. We'll see you in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.